This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My next choice is um, Noah Sewell. If the name sounds familiar, he's the younger brother of Panay Sewell, also played at Oregon. Panay Sewell is a dominant Offense attack for the Detroit Lions. He was at Oregon, a freak athlete, like just, you know, 335 pounds, huge frame. And his brother Noah isn't built like that, but he's 253 pounds on a 6'2 frame. And I don't have any questions that when he goes to the NFL, he's going to, like, bring the leather. Like, he can he can bring some thump to the party. Um, you know, he ran a 4'6", 440, a 1'5", you know, split. 10-yard uh, split. Like, he's got suddenness, he's got quickness, and he can go smash you. Uh, there's a lot of good games to go watch. He had 31 starts at Oregon for the Ducks. Uh, I feel very comfortable saying that Noah Sewell could be a second round, maybe as late as a third-round pick, but not any later. Like, he's an off-the-ball inside linebacker that I think could, could really excel in the NFL. Uh, because of his his size and the way his body's built and the power that he plays with. Um, Noah Sewell is a top-flight prospect that I'm excited to watch. Um, just imagine, you know, the Minnesota Vikings lost, um, you know, Eric Kendricks this offseason and free agency. I could just imagine Noah Sewell going to the Minnesota Vikings with their third-round pick, perhaps, Um and him going up against his brother and just seeing that brotherly love of Panay Sewell twice a year against his younger brother, Noah Sewell. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, I did that against my younger brother, Gary, when I was in Indianapolis and he was in Buffalo and went up against him. It's, you know, just one of those things. To round out my top five, I'm going to Iowa and Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell is a real prospect. Um, you know, he's been a three-year starter. He's played 43 total games for the Hawkeyes. Uh, you know, he's a big, he's a big kid. He's 6'5, he's 250 pounds. They move him around. He looks like an off the ball inside linebacker with length, but he can rush the passer. Um, he had five interceptions. He had, you know, a bunch of tackle for losses. He hit the quarterback 11 times. He had three, four. I mean, he's got a stat page now three force fumbles. He had 300 tackles. Like he's a productive player in a top flight program that trains their players from time that they come in as freshmen through the weight program. A lot of these guys are red-shirted. I mean, it's an old-school developmental program at Iowa. And so by the time they get to this stage, they've they've been tested. Their winter programs, you know, you're, you're spitting into a bucket at the end of them like you're just gassed. Like they train them hard. And typically, Iowa players in the NFL don't disappoint. You could just go through – the guys that have come through that program that are stars in this league, that are tough guys. Um, there's something about the way they, they get trained and their offseason, the weight room, everything. They do it the right way. And I feel like Jack Campbell is a benefit of that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about seeing Jack play and what he might 
be able to become at this level because of his length, because of the way that he can run, uh, the way that he sheds blocks. Like he's he's a really exciting prospect. Um, I'm anxious to see how teams use him. I mean, because he can rush the passer. He is a good blitzer. Um, you know, the, the, the fact remains on all these guys, honestly, is if they want to be a three-down lineman or a linebacker, off the ball, inside linebacker, they got to be able to cover. You know, typically, like if you go to San Francisco, okay, and you look at their linebacking core, you know, if they're in man coverage, typically one linebacker is covering the tight end. The other linebacker is covering the back. If teams are in 13 per, or 11 personnel, you have one back, one tight end, three receivers. Usually the way that um, you divvy up the uh, what you have to do on the play, if they're in man coverage and they're blitzing, whatever, you know, you're going to get one on tight end, one on the back. So at some point you got to be able to cover tight ends. That's where a length like Jack Campbell has at 6'5". You want to run with tight ends down the scene, in, you know, in Tampa 2 look the way they're asked to do it. Um, you know, he's got the length to be able to do it in the speed. And then if you've got a couple of these backs out of the backfield, Christian McCaffrey and some of these guys, I mean, you've got to be able to play in space, change directions. Because uh, if you can't, um, they're going to go put a dime linebacker there, a safety, they'll drop a corner down, and you'll be off the field. And they'll play like a lot of teams do right now, playing one linebacker. Like the Eagles play TJ um, TJ Edwards this year as kind of their one linebacker in so many sets. And then they would play, um, you know, a safety as the, as the extra linebacker because they needed somebody to cover. That's why you could stay on the field longer. So some of the debates in the war rooms about all these five guys and more is, okay, what are we doing on third down? What are we doing on second and 12? When they're in spread formations, you got a flex tight end over here. You've got Christian McCaffrey in the back. Well, you got Kittle and you got McCaffrey. You know, can they run with George Kittle? Can they cover Christian McCaffrey? I'm throwing one team out there. I mean, it wouldn't be any different if you were playing Dallas last year with Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard. You know, how are you covering these guys? Can our off-the-ball inside linebacker do that? And I think a lot of these guys can. But that's that's the challenge, to stay on the field. Like, the Giants made a huge offer this year to uh, Bobby Okereke. Um, you know, who was a really good player for the Indianapolis Colts. And the Giants have been looking for, you know, an inside linebacker for a decade. And they haven't been able to they, they put guys in that position. But guys either haven't been able to stay healthy or haven't been able to do it. And they signed Okereke to a big-time contract because he can cover. And he's an every-down linebacker. And that's a big, big part of uh, today's game. And so when I look at these off-the-ball inside linebackers, in my mind, because they're not asked to cover a lot of, you know, tight ends at the line of scrimmage, flex tight ends in college like that. I want to see if they have the ability to do it. Uh, most of these teams in college are playing zones. These guys are, you know, dropping back into these curl flat zones and just reacting, which is fine. But, you know, at some point, you got to be able to cover man to man. And that's going to be the challenge for a lot of these players. But that's my top five inside linebackers, the way I see it live and straight from Baldy's Breakdowns, the NFL Draft Show.